and uh, today's Labor Day weekend, and I did a little bit of research, and did you know Labor Day was a thing? It started in about 1894, and uh, it was set aside, the first Monday of, of September was set aside as a day to uh, just remember to celebrate the accomplishments and the achievements of the American worker. And, and so here we are today. You know, when you think about it, from the beginning of history, everything that was, has been accomplished pretty much on this planet is because people worked. People accomplished things. They did things. I mean, people built great cities all throughout history. There are cities. These, these cities had walls, and there's other, you know, like the Great Wall of China. Somebody worked really hard, and they built that. Uh, buildings have been built, great buildings, um, vehicles, churches, boats, you know, large ships. Uh, all these things have been built because people have worked. Even the pyramids in Egypt. Now, we're not sure who worked on them, but somebody did, right? Depends on where you, what you're thinking there, but somebody built those pyramids. And so everything, we are here today. And we live life the way we do because people worked. And the idea is that, you know, all of us in some form or other, we have work. We're still working. We will continue to work. But the problem is for many people today, work <laughs> is a bad word. I don't want to work. That's for peasants. That's for, you know, I, I'm, I'm above that. I shouldn't have to work kind of a thing. And sort of the attitude that we come across sometimes. But the, the fact is that work, the definition itself, is activity involving mental or physical effort done in order to achieve a purpose or a result. And work is more than just activity or busyness or just doing stuff. Or even just accomplishing things. There are benefits to work. I mean, when you, when you work, it gives you a sense of, of purpose, a sense of meaning, even a little bit of identity. I mean, and depending on what you do, it can even be good for you health-wise. Work can help develop skills. I mean, think about this for a moment. How many of the things that you are good at in life are there because you've had a job at doing that somewhere along the line? We, we develop skills. We, we interact with people. There's people a lot of times we work with, and so there's people we're connected with. And, uh, but the best part is you get a paycheck, right? You get paid so you can pay your bills, you can live life, do things like that. But the thing is this. In reality, we're going to build a case for this. Work is good. If it wasn't for work, nothing and none of us would be here today. I'm going to show you how and where. Because here's the fact. Even God worked. Did you know that? We're here because God worked. We're here because God is still working. And if work was bad, do you think that a perfect, holy, awesome creator of the universe 
would work if it was bad? No. God is good, right? Everything he does is good. So that's what we're going to look at today. Everything that, everything that is accomplished in this world, everything we enjoy in this world, somebody worked for it to happen. People are still working. You're still working. But more than anything, it's because God has worked. So I got five things we're going to look at. What, because God has worked, because work is good, we're going to look, what does God's work in our lives look like? So let's go through this. Number one is this. Here in your notes. God's work resulted in the creation of the world. In the creation of the world. Now, you might look around and go, wow, that's a lot of work. God, you, you really did work pretty hard in creating things. Well, the truth is this. We know from Scripture, Genesis especially, and other places, that the way that God created was, he simply spoke it into existence. God said, he said, let there be light. And there was light. Let there be an atmosphere between the earth below and the sky above. And poof, there was the atmosphere. Let there be dry land. There was dry land. Let there be animals. Let there be plants. Let there be trees. And all of it appeared because of God's work. And he spoke it into existence. In gen an example, here's some examples. Genesis 1.1 says this. In the beginning, God created, he worked, the heavens and the earth. Psalm 95. The sea belongs to him, for he made it. His hands formed the dry land too. So he worked with his hands as well. Exodus 20. For in six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, and the sea, and everything in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Now there's a lesson, a big lesson for us, is that God, God took six days, I mean six real 24-hour days when he created everything. Each one of those six days was something amazing, something brand new that came about instantly because of God's creation. At the end of the sixth day, he said, you know what? <laughs> I did a pretty good job. I think I'll take, the, I'll take tomorrow off. And he rested. Now here's a lesson for us. Not only did God rest after he worked, but he says, I want all my people to rest on the seventh day. Matter of fact, he went so far as to put it number four of the Ten Commandments. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And if we're going to be like God, God said, here's what I did. If you're going to be holy like I am, if you're going to become like me, which is, should be our goal in life, is to become more godly, then we take a day of rest. And it's, ama it's amazing what happens. Over and over and over, you hear stories about people who are just busy, busy, busy every day of the week. Until one day they said, you know what, I'm going to take God seriously with this. And I'm going to take a Sabbath day. Now, whatever your day is, for many of you, Sunday's today. You're making this a part of your Sabbath. Maybe this isn't a day of rest. 
for you. Maybe you take another day. You take a day and you rest. You make it holy. You set it apart for God. And it's amazing, story after story, people will say, I was so busy with seven days, I didn't have time to accomplish everything I wanted to, but the moment I set aside one day that I couldn't afford to, and I gave it to God, and I didn't do my regular daily work on that day, all of a sudden, I found myself doing more in six days than I did in seven. Just ask Chick-fil-A. Okay? I mean, they're one of the, across the globe, they're one of the top fast food restaurants. And they do more in six days than almost any other fast food chain does in seven. God honors that. God worked really hard for six days, took the seventh day off, he rested, and he tells us to do the same. Isaiah 45, another verse. I am the one who made the earth, created people to live in it. To live on it. With my hands I stretch out the heavens. All the stars are at my command. So the whole world was created be, be, by God's handy work. And that's why we're here today. God worked, but that's not all. Number two is this. God's work resulted in the creation of mankind. The creation of the world, but also the creation of mankind. That's us. Okay, I like what it says in Psalm uh, chapter 8, verse 3, up here on the screen. It says this. It says, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and stars, which, have, which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? That's how special we are. It means you are the crown jewel of God's creation. You. You think about the amazing creation. You, you study the universe for a little bit. You look at the stars in the heavens. Uh, I was sort of like this, this early this morning throughout the night was one of those you know, clear skies. If you live out in the country away from the ground light and you look up into the sky and you're just like, whoa, look at all the stars and the planets, the constellations. And, and, and it's, you're just amazed. I am. Maybe you're not into this. I'm amazed. I love to see the, the, a clear sky at night. The moon dilutes things a little bit, but that's okay too. The moon's cool. And, but um, you see all this, and just to think how, um, how immense the universe is, yet what God made you, <laughs> and he said, now things are very good. Up until that point, first, the first day through the fifth day, God looked at everything he created, and he goes, that's good, that's good, I like it. But after the sixth day, when he made Adam and Eve, he said, ah, now things are very good. That's us. That's his perspective on us. Psalm 139 says this, verse 13 and 14. He says, you made all the, you made, okay, God worked. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body. You knit me together. Another piece of God's work. In my mother's womb, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Then it says, your workmanship. What is workmanship? The result of God's work 
is marvelous and how well we know it. I mean, just knowing that, knowing that God made you should give you such special meaning and and significance that God himself made you and he used his creative work, think about this, to make an original you. There has never been and there never will be another you on this planet just like you. You may have some twins that are close, but you're unique. No one here is cookie cutter of anyone else and there, there's no one else will be like you for eternity. You're that special. God had you that thought about. When he, cre- when he went to create you and make you, he, his mind was completely focused on you and the plan and the purpose he has for your life. He worked and he made you very special. And he did it all because he wants you to be alive. God wanted you to exist because he wanted somebody that he could love and to simply love him back. Matter of fact, this is in your notes as well, is that we are the object of God's creation and his work. Of all the work that God has done in history, and he will do, you are the most special thing he's ever done. Ever. You're that important. (laughs) So God created the world just so that he could create you and I and have a family, have a forever family. Think about that. Everything that God, the, the immensity of the creation of the universe, God did it just so that he could put you here on planet Earth. You're a big deal. You really are. And then number three, all right, the focus of God's work now is in you. He's in you. He worked hard to make you. Now he's working hard in you, in your life. See, he never stops working. From day one, God's work was his creation. And from the day of creation, he was working in the world. And his work was planning and preparing the world for his son to enter the world. Jesus, to come into the world 2,000 years ago. And during that time, Jesus lived and he died on the cross. He rose again. He went back into heaven. That was God's work up until that point. And when Jesus went back into heaven, God's work now includes working in us, preparing us for the time that Jesus comes back again. God doesn't stop. (laughs) He's constantly working whether he's creating or whether he's working in each one of our lives, is that we are an an object of God's creation and he's constantly working in us. This past summer, if you weren't here by chance or in and out, we did a whole series on this one thing, God's working in us. We called it under construction. 
If you weren't here or you missed some, you can go to our website, catch those sermons. But the key verse, the theme verse of this whole series was Philippians 1.6. I love it. I'm going to share it again. And it says this. Now, think about it in the context of what we're talking about today. It says, and I am certain that God who began the what? Good work. Okay. God began the good work within you will continue his work, circle that whole phrase, continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. In other words, God never stops working. I mean, he is working. Think about it. Think about what he's doing in your life. If, you're, if you just take a moment and you just become aware of what God's doing in your life, all the people, all the circumstances, all the different things he's orchestrating in your life to make you into what he wants you to, something special, okay? You got that in your mind. Then you think about the people sitting be, around you, the people in the building, the people you come in contact with, and all the people on the planet today. At one time, this moment, God is at work in every one of them doing the exact same thing, trying to work in everybody's life, bringing people closer to himself. He's planning. That's a lot of work. <laughs> I can't even do myself. I'm working on that one, right? But God's doing all this in each one of our lives. And, and the thing is this. The work that God is doing in us is good. It's a good work. It's an excellent work because he wants us to become like his son, Jesus Christ. And here's the other thing. Even when you get to the point of you saying, you know what, God, I just don't want this. I don't want to do this. It's hard work. Or you say, you know what, I'm just tired. I just, I don't feel like it. I don't, you know, I'm so, I don't know that I have the energy to do this. God steps in and Philippians chapter 2 verse 13, here's what he does. It says, for God is working in you, doing what? Giving you the desire. <laughs> He's giving you the want to and the power to, the ability to do what pleases him. So not only is God working in you, working things out, but when you get to the point of saying, I, I don't want to do this or I can't do this, God say, well, I'll help you with that too. I'll give you the want to and I'll give you the I can do. To continue to allow God to do something special in your life. 1 Corinthians 12 says this. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. Now here's something else to realize, just taking another notch further. The work that God is doing in you is most likely different than the work he's doing in me and the other people around you. You're that unique, you're that special, that he has a special plan and he's working that. So he's, it, his work isn't a cookie. There's some similar things, but he's got a personal plan that he's doing, that he's carrying out in your life and he's working on. So a lot of times when something good is happening in your life, you look around and you, you're like, well, you know, it must be happening to everybody, and sometimes there are similar things. But the fact is, what God is doing in your life right now, even this very moment, is unique to you. You're that special. And you're that personal to God. And then number four, 
take it to the next level. God is always working for you. So we know that, first of all, God is working in you. Now he's working for you. He's working on your behalf. And contrary to what you know, you may think sometimes or feel sometimes or people may say, God is actually for you. He's not against you. God is not this, this judgmental judge and a guy with a hammer and a gavel just waiting to bring down the punishment on you, just looking for something to, to get you with. No. God loves you. God's a caring God. He wants good, he wants your life to go well. Matter of fact, from the beginning of creation until the cross, God was working so hard to provide a way for your life to be amazing. Jesus came and he said, I've come to give you life and to give it what? More abundantly, which means so many things, but it means an awesome life, a blessed life, greater than you can imagine kind of life. That's what God had been working on the whole time, preparing the world for Jesus to come. And now that he came, he's still doing it. He's working in your life right now, reminding you and helping you to understand what it means for Jesus Christ to die on the cross to give you an amazing, abundant life. That's what God's up to. His work is good. Isaiah 64 verse 4 says, For since the world began, no ear has heard and no eye has seen a God like you who works for those. He's working for you. For those who wait on him. Not only does he work for you, but that work that he's doing for you is good for you. Romans 8.28. It's a verse many of us know, but we, we sort of skim over, I think, one of the most powerful parts of this. And it says this. For we know that in all things, God works for the good of whom? Those. Who's those? Who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, if you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you're not perfect, but you're trying really hard. The work that God is doing, even through all the difficulties and the challenges and all the bad news and all the broken hearts and all the pain you're going through, God is taking that and he's working it all together for your good, not just his good, not just how it fits into the world's plan, but for your good. That's the kind of work that God is doing right now on this planet, in this moment right now. And he's doing it all for good. I mean, we sing that song sometimes, the song Waymaker. And in that song, it says this, even when I can't see it, you're still working. Even when I can't feel it, you're still working. And just know this, it doesn't matter how you feel right now. Some of you, are, you're going through things and you're going, God, are you, are you there? <laughs> Do you care? I don't see you. I don't feel you. Just know this, he never stops. He never stops working in your life. 
You might not see it. You might not feel it. But he is constantly at work. He's God. And he doesn't stop. As far as we know, he only took one Sabbath. <laughs> and even today, it may be our Sabbath, but it's not his. Matter of fact, I think Sundays is one of his busiest days. Actually, I think every day is one of his busiest days. Because he's still working on all of us. And as long as you're breathing, he's still working on you. Number five. This is a big one as well. God's work in this world is now through you. <clears throat> he works in you. He works for you. Now he takes it to the next level. And God is working through you. God now chooses his people to do his work in the world today. You go back to creation, and it was him. We think about the Trinity, right? It says, let us make man in our own image. And the God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit were there at creation. They, he, made everything. He even made humans. And all throughout the Old Testament, we see God's hand at work. But now, God says, you know what? I've got a plan. I'm going to change the world. I'm going to do something amazing in the world. But I'm going to use my people to do it through. Ephesians 2.10 says this. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ to do good works. That's us, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. In other words, this morning, every one of you here, you are God's plan A to do his work in this world. And guess what? He doesn't have a plan B. You're it. What God does in the world today, he does it through his people. Now, could he do it on his own? He sure could. But he says, nope. Now I am going to manifest my power. I'm going to manifest my work through my people. That's each one of us. 1 Peter 4.10 and 11 says this. Each one should use, he's talking about spiritual gifts here, each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever amen when we use what God's given us whether it's our abilities whether it's our spiritual gifts whether it's our words whatever it is your skills our jobs or whatever when we use those and we touch other people's lives it's actually God doing it through us. That's how he's got things worked right now. And if you're wondering, you know, a lot of people look around and they go, well, where are all the, where are all the miracles that we see in the Bible? Where are all, those, what, all these great, amazing things? Well, several things. Two things to realize. The Bible covers, you know, four to 6,000 years worth of highlights. 
That's one thing. But the other one is, you might not be looking. Or, actually three now, here we go. You may have said no instead of yes to God one time. How often do you get this, uh, it's sort of between an impression, a thought, a voice, and an urge. But it's something you go, I think this is God. I think God wants me to do this. And you haven't done it. God maybe said, hey, why don't you go over and talk to that person and just see what's up? Hey, why don't you go to the, your neighbor's house and just check up on him? Why don't you go help that person? Why don't you pray for that person? Maybe somebody comes to you and says, hey, would you just pray for me? I'm really struggling. Would you, would you come and just do this and would you do that? And, and part of us is like, oh, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to see God do this. But you're like, something holds you back. And you said, no, no, I, I, don't, I just don't want to. And you find out later, ah, oh, something not so good happened. See, here's my thing. I really believe this wholeheartedly. The one main thing that hinders some of the amazing things God wants to do on this planet at this very moment is us. When we say no, we say not yet. When we say, who, me? Are you kidding? Now, will God maybe tap someone else? He might. We don't know that. He's God. He can do whatever he wants. But I do know this, that God wants to use you, your words, your efforts, maybe even your finances, your, your prayers, whatever you have that God gives you, your talents, to touch people's lives. And not only to help people, but to actually change the world. Did you know that? The last chapter of the book of Mark, Mark 16, 20, says this. It says, And the disciples went everywhere, and they preached. And the Lord worked through them, confirming what they said by many miraculous signs. That's why your work matters, whether it's your job work or just what you do. It matters a lot because when you work, when you do things, it is actually God working through you to accomplish his will and his plan and his purpose here on this planet at this time. Whether it's your job or whether it's serving people, your work is that important. I mean, the book of Colossians, this isn't notes, but in, in Colossians it says that whatever you do, whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. We're doing it for Him. We're doing it through Him. Your work is more than a means to a paycheck and your career in life. Now, we know that stuff's important, right? <laughs> we got bills to pay. But your, the work that you do the things you do at work are so much more important. Your work is how God works in people's lives, your life, and the people you come in contact with. 
So what do you call that? What do you call that when God uses you and your work to touch people's lives? It's called ministry. We're all ministers. God wants to use us in ministry. Now, we're not just talking, okay? We're not talking you have to be a pastor or you have to be a eva full-time evangelist or even on staff at a church or a ministry. Matter of fact, I'll just be honest. You having a job in the world outside of these four walls, you're probably more effective in in ministering to people in our community than we are doing what we do here. You're, you're on the front lines. You're touching people's lives. You're touching people's lives that they need hope. They need encouragement. They need help. They need, they need Jesus. <laughs> and God put you there, and God's working through you to help other people to get to know Jesus Christ. That's what we do. That's how important God's work is in our lives. That's, therefore, your work is your ministry. Each one of us. My work is my ministry. That's why I just, here's, my, here's sort of my statement for today. You matter, and what you do matters. It's that big of a deal. You're that big of a deal. That God chose you. He chose you. He thought about you. He created you. And he made you so unique. And, and he gives you these gifts and these abilities and these opportunities and the people and the places and the circumstances in your life. You may think you're just trying to, you're trying to navigate life and you're just doing your own thing. But behind it, God is orchestrating every part of your life so that you can do what he he wants you to do you can go where he wants you to go and you're in contact with the people that he puts in your life and he says now let me work through you to change them and to change the world that's a big deal folks and if god's going to change the world around you guess what you're it <laughs> If you want to see the world changed around you, if you want to see your neighborhood changed, if you want to see your workplace changed, if you want to see your school changed, if you want to see the, the community changed, God says, go for it. Just say yes, and you're going to see some major changes. It might just be in you. Maybe you're the one that needs to change. Well, not just maybe. We all do, right? It's a thing. And when we do that, God says, okay, you're right where I need you to be because I am about to do something special. I love what it says in the Old Testament, Zeph Zephaniah. He says, I am about to do a new thing among you. Can't you see it? <laughs> well, if you open your eyes and you open your heart, you'll see it. It'll start with you. Your work matters, and what you do matters. Let's stand together.